0: The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman, Brett King and Cameron Colley. Thank you very much indeed everyone and welcome along to another episode of The Boys of Tech for Monday the 4th of July 2011. This is episode 123. My name is Edwin Herman. Let's see who we've got on this week. First of all we've got Alec Doughty from Drinkle.com. Welcome along Alec. Good morning. How are you doing? Very well thank you Alec and how is Brisbane treating you right now? Uh, Brisbane is a bit chilly, a bit sunny, so it's all good. There's no such thing as chilly and cold in in, in Brisbane. I can understand sunny, but I can't understand chilly. Hey, guess what? We've got a, a guest on the show. He was last here on episode 61. It is the one and only Shane Williamson from Sydney, Australia. Welcome along, Shane. And the crowd goes wild. Yay! Woo! Yay! Nice
1: to be back, guys. Nice to be back. Uh,
0: it's our pleasure to have you back, and I'm, I'm very thankful for having you on the show because, in fact, I'll kick off with our first story right away because you're kind of on the in crowd. You're on Google+. You're one of the very lucky few who have been given an invite to use Google+. And Indeed. I know nothing about it because Google didn't want to know me. They told me to go <laughs> away, and so I went away and I found you for the show. There you go. So there you go. It's-
1: it's, it's, uh, I, I think it's uh, one of these interesting programs that sort of come out. I don't think uh, – well, it has been around for a bit because I've heard stories about it before they open it up to the what people are referring to as the in-crowd. But, uh, uh, look, I think this is Google trying to take on both uh, Twitter and Facebook. In one hit. In one hit. But what they've actually done is created Buzz 1.5.
0: Now, I was going to ask you about that. How is is it? I was going to ask you: Is it a big jump from from Google Buzz, or is this? Um, you you now said one point five, so obviously implying there that there's really not a lot new. Is that fair to say? Or
1: well, it's not. It, it's it, to me, it's not a huge change. Uh, as, I mean, one of the things that I liked about Buzz that was different to Twitter was the fact that you you could share quite a bit more whereas you had to use third-party programs with Twitter to do that, or um, you were limited in Twitter with uh, the, only being able to type in 160 characters. So Buzz, of course, allowed you to type whatever you wanted so you could put all paragraphs if you wanted to or blog posts up onto it. The, the Google Plus has sort of it, – its Buzz uh, grown up a bit, and what I mean by that, it's the same principle. It's you sharing with a whole lot of different people, but you can put them into – Uh, something that they call uh, circles. And these circles are where you actually group people, uh, which at the moment, I'm still trying to work out what the benefit of that is. I guess it's that you get to share specific things with specific people, and this is one of the failures, I guess, with Facebook and with Twitter, is that if you only want to share something with a smaller group, you can't, unless you actually create a group in Facebook and then the people join that. In this, you can control who within your circles of business people friends and so forth, how you actually distribute the information uh,
0: I was just thinking about what you said there, and with Twitter, I think it's the same as facebook you you've got groups, but I don't think you can you can tweet to groups can you in in uh, in Twitter. Yeah, no. I
2: haven't come across it. It's a, it's a pull thing, really. It's a pull more, thing, is More it? than mm. a push, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So you, you, with this, it's really about how you're sharing information to particular groups. And then, then they've got a thing called a, a hangout, which is basically where um, if you see people who are online, you can quickly create a hangout. And then people can either audio or video conference call in, and then it sort of shows multiple people at the same time connected, which again, uh, I've seen these sort of things in apps being on Facebook and just standalone apps on the web before. I mean that's pretty cool, but but it seems to me like it's not ready yet because there's a there is a, quite a few bugs in it. One of the one of the annoying bugs that everyone's really annoyed with at the moment. Is if you are, it attaches to your address book. If I start attaching people into circles, it's actually going to communicate with them when I share something to those circles, even though they're not connected to Google. And I think that is a breach of privacy because if I'm adding people, I'm expecting that they're either getting an invite to join Google or. That it's just gonna wait until they connect. So I was getting emails from people saying, "Why am I getting all these emails t- when I can't join the service?" So I ended up having to remove a ton of people off it because every time I was posting, people were being sent like spam email of, of these posts. <laughs> and to
0: actually, it. I did receive a couple from you. Ah, there uh, you go. You got but, added at one stage. Yeah, 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 but I wasn't. I wasn't one of the ones who said, "What's this?" I thought, well, wow, this is interesting. I'm gonna keep watching."
1: <laughs> yeah. So I um I actually after I got uh. Uh, some very influential friends of mine reminding me that saying, "Hey, look, you know, if I want this, I'll, I'll read it online. Why are you sending it directly to me?" And I said, <laughs> "I had I said I had no idea. So I just basically killed all of the circles, other than uh, uh, a couple that I've set up for people who I know are on Google Plus and all others right. that are." Just friends. Right. So you had but no
0: it, idea you were spamming people like that. No, it, it didn't we, say. It didn't I mean, say what it was uh, going to do. Mm. It actually
1: does tell you when you add them, but it is such a small little text that I was just saying. I thought it was saying they're going to be invited. What it was saying was this person will be emailed every time, and so it, it should be a bigger warning. I thought, but anyway, because I've noticed that I I'm also getting emails from others who are on it, and I'm like. Yes, they don't quite know that it's uh, um, what's going on. Oh,
0: yeah, because you'd figure you've figured it out, but obviously you're getting you're still getting emails from people who who have their email
1: addresses that that isn't connected to um, Google. Right, yeah, right, gotcha.
0: Mm. So interesting design decision actually uh, from Google on that. I'm I'm not sure if. Is that going to stay, I wonder?
1: Well, I hope they give you the feature to say, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is a bit difficult is not understanding whether someone else is a Google Plus user or not on it easily. So they should show that instead of just trying to rip things out of your uh, contact list, say, here are people we've matched in your contact list that we know are on Google Plus.
0: Yeah, I mean, that should be easy if if they're using that email address. Yeah. That itself would be a huge enhancement.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's. um, I I would think also that that with with the fewer that they got over with Buzz and its sort of uh, privacy breachiness early on, that they would have learned that lesson already.
1: Yeah, it's. um, Yeah, that's a point. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's been some talk already on the blogosphere about, hey, uh, didn't you guys learn, you know, because it it took you a while to close that off when when Buzz occurred, but. but i think they've got some their sort of, their attitude is is that no we tell you so it's it's your fault not our fault that you're yeah. emailing everybody and i and and again i think they should just make it a little bit more obvious that when you're adding people who are not on the system that it tells you what's going to happen this is it to me it was a bit like i felt like when you've you know how when you were connecting to some of those twitter apps and then it would automatically spam all your people saying uh, yeah. oh, i'm using this product without your permission oh yeah yeah
0: yeah, and I yeah, felt it was a bit fan. like that.
1: Yeah, I felt it was a bit like that. So I was like, "That's it. I just killed the circle." So I thought I'm only going to stay with a small group group who I know are on Google Plus, and wait till I see that feature fixed before I try to add anybody
0: else. Those lucky enough to be on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, well, I, I
2: think seen- the reason they closed the 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 invites. Um, and closed all the loopholes with the the invite system was that they realised that there were some some bugs and they needed to lock this down and, and do some quick iteration and bug fixes quickly before it actually leaked out to the the masses.
1: Yeah, and I, and hopefully we'll see that um, get updated. Well, one of the other problems we've um, had with it in Australia is that some of us, for some reason, cannot get on get hold of the Android app. So it looks like some devices in Australia on some of the carriers are being blocked from the marketplace from accessing the app, which is, means we're losing the other part of the story of seeing what it's like on mobile. Some people mm-hmm. who have Nexus devices can can download the app, but those of us who are on pretty much every other type of um, Android are, are finding it difficult to sort of connect from a mobile perspective.
2: So, so those it, with the vanilla, exper- the vanilla Google experience on Android – are able to but there's four models that, it, that that it actually works with
0: four models of phone or four brands
2: yeah, the nexus s the incredible s and there was two others i can't remember what they are
1: well i'm using an incredible s and i can if i if i actually go on to the marketplace it's just saying i can't find this app so then there's a, there's more and more people I'm seeing who are connect who are trying to use it who are getting that same problem. So I think we've just so got to there's wait. Some until... rigid
2: stuff as well, then.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So how does the web interface look on a mobile device? Have you tried that? Yeah,
1: it's actually um, they they realise that you're connecting with a mobile device and you actually get a, a sort of a different view. It would be obviously richer with the app. That's what I was hoping to see, uh, but they do sort of change it for a for a mobile device, which is which is pretty
0: good. So it is usable at the moment on a mobile device. It's just that, obviously, like you say, once once you get the app, you'll, you'll be able to get a lot more features, and things should be, yeah. in theory, a little smoother as well, right?
1: That, that's right. I guess it's um, – I mean, at the moment, the interface is very clean. It's very simple. Uh, they've, they've done a great job of just keeping it, uh, you know, using the KISS principle with it, keeping it, keeping it very simple. But, the, you know, one of the questions I see all the time on, on my stream is, oh, there's no ads. When will the ads appear? Because everyone's just expecting this because it's free from Google that it's going to have all of the ads <laughs> attached to it. But, but at the moment, there are no ads. So obviously, their, uh, their system for doing that is is going to be added at
0: a later date. We've been trained to think like that now, haven't we? That if something's free on the net, there's probably going to be ads, you know? I mean...
1: Yeah, which I don't but- have an issue with, you know, I'm... I'm a Gmail user, and I have no problems whatsoever with the fact that I'm getting such a great uh, email service. And I and there's a couple of ads that appear on the right-hand side. I have no issue with that at all.
0: You know, I it's, feel uh, the th- same way. I think it's once the if the, if they keep it that way, great. But if they do what some websites have done, and that is where the ads get more and more intrusive, then perhaps that's where it might start. Uh, a number of people might start leaving. There are some websites that I just don't visit because I get you know you get the whole page interruption thing.
1: Yeah, there's some that are just really oh, bad. Top, You're right. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, I don't mind ads either, so long as they are not they're not. Uh, I guess disruptive is, is the is the word I'm looking for.
2: Yeah, as long as they don't dominate the
0: experience. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, what is the user interface like? So, say, for, can you describe it to us? Like, for example, if I want to create a circle and and then share something with with, with that group, how, how does that work? Is it is it a graphical so thing um, or is it?
1: yeah, so it's 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 very much graphical. it's they've got they've done a v- like I said, it's a very nice clean interface. the uh, when you click on the circles area, the first thing it shows you is people um that they've sorted for whatever reason into a relevance type, and they look like little business cards with the people's faces if they've if they've got their faces in either a Facebook and it's been linked into contacts on Google. Then below that is just some simple circles. and you literally drag and drop the contact cards down into the circles so they've done the, the the user interface quite nicely and then they've got another area for where you can share photos and hook it directly up to your Picasso, or just upload pictures directly from your phone or um, how you're using it but the home screen itself looks lo- a bit like buzz you have a central stream window which is showing you everybody who are sharing things and then on the left-hand side, you have your different elements. And one of the ones that I didn't mention before is something called Sparks. Sparks is the ability for you to do – it's effectively like a, a tailored search on Google. And then it goes out and finds articles and then fills that that area up. And then, you know, if you see something within that area – for instance, I've got one that I've set up for tablet news. And when I click on that, I, I can then see a, a Google search results of videos – blog posts, and uh, a traditional sort of news sites, uh, uh, everything around tablets. And if I want to, I can then share that
2: with my Google Plus oh, stream. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's leaning toward that tailored content sort of concept.
1: Yeah, it is, except it's, um, you know, I wouldn't, I, I've seen some uh, much more powerful sort of personalization uh, news engines. For instance, on the iPad, there's something called Zite that I recently uncovered, which is this great sort of um, personalizations engine that goes out, finds content, and returns it in a magazine format. The great thing about it is when you get an article, you can say, I want more like this, or I don't want to see more
2: oh, like so this. Oh, so you can teach it. So yes. it, It's right. very Pandora in that respect. I like That's this song. Yeah. I don't mm. like this song. And it That's just it. trains and it closer to your musical taste.
0: That's
1: it. And and you can ease and you can also specify, you can get a bit more granular and say, I, I I want to see a lot more from this website, or I don't want to see more from that website, or or even I think you can even do it from an author's perspective as well. Oh, is
0: that right? So what was that app, by the way, for for those wanting that's, to get it on, on that's the iPad? Z-I-T-E
1: for
0: the Z, iPad. Uh, Z I T E. Yeah. Right. Okay. I now, think
2: uh, I'll download that now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I'll go and buy an iPad first. Uh, yeah, it would help. <laughs> yeah. <Good start. laughs> so now with Google Plus, you know, what's your take? Uh, actually, both of you, on, for that matter, what's your take on whether this will really be what Google hopes it will be? Is it going to take on Facebook? Is it going to take on Twitter? Are people going to flock away from those to this, or will this just complement the, you know, the existing offerings?
2: I don't think it'll take away from Twitter or Facebook at all. I think it'll be a complement to it. The reason for its existence is slightly different. Google just wants uh, more, uh, better signals, basically, to improve its search results. So it, it, with Google, it always goes back to search. And how can we make our search better? And this is just a, a very powerful signal of how to make search better. So the, the whole reason for existence of Google Plus and Facebook are different. So I think there's room for both.
0: And it's not going to kill Twitter? No, not by a long shot. I
1: I don't think it's going to do that because it seems to be very much skewed towards um, uh, the Google suite of tools and assets they have. But I'm hoping at some stage, I mean, one of the things that was really great with Buzz is that you can actually put your Twitter stream into Buzz so I would find that I'm going ahead and, and doing things on Twitter and then I would actually get people re- respond on Buzz to the tweets that I was putting out. Oh, now that's so,
0: smart. Yeah.
1: and But that hasn't been done yet with Google+. Oh, so it hasn't, has it? Hasn't. That,
0: right. No. So we need to see
2: oh, that. I reckon it will, though. I reckon it will. Both that and Facebook, I reckon, will get integrated like well, that.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I could see that happening. Hopefully. I mean, one of
1: the things that's very powerful about Facebook is the fact that it is a platform of which applications can be developed on top of it. And, yeah. and to date, I have not seen anything about Google Plus. Now, if it's anything like what they've done with other products, we will see that. But I'm really keen to see what are they doing as far as giving developers access to the Google Plus platform so that you can sort of build on top of it. Now, one of the other interesting things that they've done is that if you if you're someone who uses Gmail, Calendar and the Google Docs, there's a there's a toolbar that appears within your browser as you're using any of those um, uh, platforms. Now for Google Plus they've changed it and Google Plus is now on the far left hand side and it's almost like they've turned it into a it's your launch pad into the other Google products including getting alerts in the top right hand corner from uh, when things appear in the Google Plus. So if you're in Gmail and this toolbar is still there you will actually see when people are starting to share things in Google Plus and you can just click on it and an unobtrusive window drops down just showing you what they are and if you want to then go and look at them or investigate that further you click on it it then switches across to Google Plus so
0: they've obviously understood yeah. they've obviously understood the importance of integrating all their technologies or at least uh, starting to
1: yeah, and it's um, I I'm really keen to see what this is like on some of their uh, mobile and tablet tablet platforms because I think that's going to be the key for this of how it integrates with things like are they going to do really cool widgets for this on the Android devices or or, or especially when we're looking at these uh, Honeycomb tablets that are starting to come out.
2: Well, and, f- and are they going to release a like a iPad app or an iPhone app for it?
0: No, no, because no, Steve Jobs register. doesn't like Larry Page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, I,
1: I noticed cool. that Google Google does the right thing. It looks I can actually use it on an iPad, okay, but there's no app yet. But uh, but look, Google's always been really good at developing things for both the iPhone and the iPad. They're, they yeah, have the true. right attitude there. Whereas, of course, you know, Apple doesn't. But
0: yeah, no, that Apple. that is true. That is true. They've, they've managed to keep their agnosticness. Is that a word? I think openness. Now. I think yeah, that's right. Openness. Why? Why? That's so simple. Yeah, I, th-
1: I think Google's um, openness it comes true by the way that they do develop on other uh, on other de- um, device platforms. So that's yeah, pretty I much agree.
0: Google Plus.
2: I think so. I'm okay. I'm really looking forward to actually using Hangout. As soon as I heard the announcement last week, I um, immediately jumped on uh, plus. Google. Com and went, "Give me an invite. Give me an invite." But they'd closed it already.
1: Yeah, it's uh, – maybe they so just hopefully got – So I'll be know. one of
2: the first to roll out. Yeah.
1: It, the Hangout thing I tried once, and to be honest, it, I did not see anything dramatically different to uh, how, how I've seen other apps of the nature do it. The only thing that I would be interested in is whether or not that you can have, like – if you could do it with, like, 12 people and see – I would love to see what the experience is with that because that that is where it might be a differentiator. I
2: think it's up to 10 is right. what
1: I've read. Right. So that would be very interesting to see that and how different people trying to talk at the same time and, and how the video works. Uh, it would be cool yeah, to see how that. how
2: that, that automated switching actually works when people are talking over each other. So yeah. th-
0: this is like a, a sort of a conference call sort of thing? Yeah. So yeah. H- Hangout is, is effectively,
1: yeah, doing voice and video calls and you literally just start it and then you invite people to it who you see are online. And uh, people can join it from either the mobile or the PC, and then you can uh, it can be video and or audio.
0: So how different is it to Skype? Is it I mean, is it another Skype? Well, I guess well, it's, um, Skype
2: p- makes you pay for group video chat for a start,
0: right?
1: So that's the first thing is this is free and it does an interactive, one of the things they, they talk about, which I haven't seen it work, I've only done a one-on-one so far, but when you're having multiple people on it, supposedly there's this interactive thing happening with the video that changes as, as the person who's talking.
2: Yeah, so, so you've got a ribbon along the bottom which shows the little thumbnails of every video of the streams coming in and then along the top... Is uh, the, 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 the main window or the, the, the main display, which is the person talking. And when someone else starts talking, the video automatically switches and the new person talking is in the main window.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. So it detects who's speaking at the time. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So that's Google Plus. Shall we move on and talk about Justin Timberlake? Please. Can <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, would you rather listen to him or talk about him? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> if we can be snarky. <laughs> yes. like, all right, and that's the end of the show. Actually, no. <laughs> you've got to
2: give the
1: guy credit. He takes the piss out of himself so well. So, uh, uh, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Look. So, in case you've been living under a rock, Justin Timberlake thinks he can uh, turn MySpace around with a, with a. How much did he invest in it? Was it thirty five thirty five million, or was it a combined yeah. stake? I, I'm not sure.
2: The thirty million was the combined the, per, the the combined purchase price.
0: Oh, was that okay? So, but he's put in yeah. millions, right, uh, into this thing? Yeah. Really, you know, MySpace has turned into it went from pretty much number one to well, it's pretty much Tumbleweed God, sort of space, ghosty. isn't it? Yeah. 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 But, you know, I think, you know, the one thing that they're talking about is getting it back on the road with the, the going back to the, the, the whole music focus. And you know what? I think this could work because right now there is no one dominant place, if you like, for artists. And I'm talking about prominent artists, not just, not yeah. only indies and up and comings, uh, but, you know, the whole the whole lot. Uh, there's no one definitive place for for fans to get in touch with artists. You know, some have their own website, some do it via Facebook, some via Twitter, some by a whole myriad of, of things. Yeah, MySpace like could be that, for
2: instance. Yep, yeah,
0: the, the, exactly. So MySpace, I think, could be that space if they do it right. If they do it right,
1: yeah. If they do it right, hey, look, for, I think 35 million is way too much for for MySpace, and with that Agreed. money, they, they could have they could have gone to a startup that that had. Uh, uh, like technology and, and just and just rebooted it and and you're right MySpace started by musicians for musicians so that they could get their uh, a place on the web and then and then have people listen to their work and and so it, it got overrun by the whole you know just anybody wanting to have a space on that um, platform so and it did it got absolutely uh, destroyed by Facebook. And I, I can't believe these guys paid that much money when they could have invested in a brand new technology and just and just rebooted the idea. They've got a lot of um, legacy going across with that product, with what they bought. Not you know, I think they think they bought a lot of eyeballs with it, but I think they've, there's a whole lot of legacy with that product now.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In the fact, just the I, name of it just makes me sort of. I don't know. Cringe. Yeah, it makes me. Cringe. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, it makes me sort of cringe and think, why would I go back to something like that? You know. That's
1: right. That's and that's the problem with it. The, the when News Corp bought it, it's it, it was it was going downhill and it's gone downhill ever since they've had it, yeah. and 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 it's the name. The name now has got, uh, it's tainted. That's,
0: I was going to just say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tainted. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it's like trying to res- resurrect GeoCities or something.
1: <laughs> oh, no, please. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'm hitting uh, your ears,
0: aren't so, I?
2: What's, somebody, what, what's the betting on- that Yahoo have got that on their on their map? Oh, no. On their own path. <laughs> That's plausible. we got to change for this Yahoo. company around. Bring back GeoCities. <laughs> That's plausible
0: for Yahoo. Absolutely. Somebody
1: oh. somewhere has that URL and they're just waiting. They're waiting. it.
0: <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, anyway, so let's. I
2: found it interesting in, in relation to this MySpace thing that the primary investor was actually an ad agency.
0: Oh, now that's interesting. Well, all, it's not really that interesting, though, is it? Well, I guess they, they, that's what they're looking for, aren't they, to try and uh, prop it absolutely. up? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. I mean, you I think they're just data mining. Honestly, they've got a massive database of user data, and they just want to mine it. Yep.
0: So you think it's it's all about data mining? I I, I reckon so.
1: Oh, I think it's about I think it's about eyeballs. I think they think they're getting. Because one of the problems with the site, of course, has been that I mean, i I think I still have a MySpace page, which you know, <laughs> I I don't maintain in any way, shape, or form, and I think they think they're getting a lots of people with this platform, and I, I, all I, those know,
2: dead pages.
1: Yes, I think that's what they're actually purchasing a lot of dead weight.
0: Not as dead as GeoCities so <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say to one more good, time good luck
2: good, I've got to say good good luck to uh, Justin Timberlake I hope he does manage to bring sexy back for myspace
1: yeah I think he's um I think he's got enough money even if this does flop to not be uh, too hurtful for him
2: uh, he'll survive the death of myspace no doubt
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> So look, I'm not going to put one of his songs on, but what I am going to play is the Facebook song, which was recorded by an Australian girl uh, from Adelaide in South Australia. Uh, she's done a, a Facebook song. You've probably uh, either seen it or had it forwarded to you or, or talked about. And uh, her name is Madeline Zemet. Now, if you search for Facebook song, uh, that'll just come up, uh, number one hit. Uh, you guys heard it? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's an absolutely it's, it's amazing complete- story.
2: Yeah, this completely uh, escaped my notice.
0: Are you serious?
2: Uh, Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's easy for
1: it to escape. It's um, they don't get the TV up at uh, Brisbane.
0: Brisbane. Oh right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everything stops as you know that border between Queensland and and New South Wales. That's kind of it, isn't it? Indeed.
2: Well, that's that's just because Brisbane is uh, a bit progressive, and we've actually cut the cord on television already. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: oh, here we, we go. don't want to
1: break the news to you guys the TV's actually wireless but anyway look don't worry just uh you know keep cutting those cords but uh <laughs>
3: As a little of
0: She's—I don't know where it's at now, but I—I I know it went from you know a few uh, tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of, of uh, views and and likes on Facebook. Well, not hundreds of thousands of likes, but certainly um, views. We were going to get her on the show. She now has—I shouldn't laugh, but she has a a manager who, who's yes. also sixteen.
1: <laughs> He's also sixteen. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious when I read the news report. I thought about that was that. very Brilliant.
0: cute. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he didn't get a response from from Sam, the the, the manager. Uh, so it looks like uh well she's she's unfortunately she's not here, but we were gonna get her to, to talk about it, maybe do a live version, but uh that's not gonna happen. If you there's I'm not crushed. really much to talk about or there's not much to talk about other than if you haven't seen it, go out and check it out because all your mates will have done that and they'll ask you, have you seen it? The, like the like story, I just Yeah, uh,
1: the story behind it's pretty cool. I mean, considering that so many people try and throw millions of large corporations to do this and here here is this <laughs> young 16-year-old girl from Adelaide who just ah oh, i've fed i've fed up with facebook i've written this song about it and then bang she just becomes a an just overnight like that, sensation yeah,
0: yeah. that's yeah. A, that is an incredible feat just as you say yeah you know, there are businesses trying to be that to create that viral video to to get in everyone's uh, inboxes and uh, on everyone's browsers but and as you say she just just like that does it Yep, and I'm I'm just hoping that it is real and that, that there uh, isn't a large corporation you know behind what? this I, that has... Uh, you know what? I'm ashamed to say I, it hadn't even crossed my mind, but that does happen. Yeah, yeah she's... Uh, I've been watching so, some of the interviews with her and I'm going,
1: no, she does seem pretty, like, naive and, like, it's just, you know, it's hit her out of the blue, but it is just one of those things that you just go, you you know? You never know. You know? Yeah. You
0: never know. I, I hadn't... Honestly, I had not thought about that, but... I'm hoping it's not
1: because it's just a great story. I think if, if it's legit then it, it is a fantastic story and it is just once again something that shows anybody who who is on the internet you and you know you can rise up and be and noticed by not just, your neighborhood, but the whole world. And, uh, and, and, and it's just, it is just it is a fantastic story about how she didn't even try to make it viral. She just was like, oh, I'm going to put a song up because, you know, I'm fed up with Facebook.
0: And I think that's the key, isn't it? If you don't try to make it go viral, you've, you seem to get more chance of, of that actually happening.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you're not being paid for it to actually succeed yeah, and go
0: exactly. viral. Like what was that one, that famous one, was it a year or two ago? Uh, Lonely Girl, I think. Was it Lonely Girl? Yeah, I think th- that, that rings a bell. And yeah. that was, she was an actor. I think it was lone, that's no, right. Lonely girl that's right. That's yeah, yeah. That's
1: right. It was all um. It, it was backed by a um, a film company or something. Oh, ah, is that
0: what, who who was? I, I I never knew who was actually backing that. No,
1: there was a there was a large corporation behind it. I am trying to remember now because it was um again very clever, but they got caught out at the end. But um,
0: yeah, they got caught out. And now Susan Boyle though, at, where people were saying that she was a fake, but she's real, right? Oh yeah, no, she's real. Mm, because I, I, <laughs> I believe so.
1: Real. I haven't seen her
0: in real life.
1: Yeah, no, I haven't. But I, I've seen enough of the sort of the news around her, and you know, know that definitely real.
0: Right, because I remember just at, at pretty much as she just got famous, that people were you know coming out saying, "Oh, you know, she's a fake." There's, uh, she's backed by a company. She's an actor. She's a professional. Singer in a yeah, I think life. a lot of
1: people try to try to do that, and look, I'm sure that poor Madeline's going to get the same thing, where people are just going to try and shoot this down in flames. But look, you know, uh, that's that's unfortunately what happens in, an, especially in Australia, with a tall poppy syndrome, when people see somebody else become more successful, they just want to sort of um, sort of bring them down. But
0: well, I think it's okay to ask the question. It's okay to ask that question, but yeah, you're right. It's to just go out and say, you know, oh, she has to be. No, this can't be. Real, she's got to be or making things like, up You know, say that it's not real. That's, that's right. That's is, not yeah, right. Yeah,
1: which you hear with some of the other ones all the time. But
0: yeah,
2: similar thing happened with uh, that that Rebecca Black chick with the the Friday viral video as well. A lot of people came out and go, Oh it's fake. It's fake. Look how polished it is."
0: Well, you, you can hear the auto tune in it. Oh, you, you totally <laughs> can. You, <laughs> you totally can. But yeah. I didn't
2: say listen to how polished it is. I said look.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. That. Fair enough. <laughs> this um, this fair reminds enough. me a little bit Have you guys. Heard about the Vancouver riot kiss photograph?
0: No, I can't say I have. Okay. So there's no, this there's no. this incredible. Oh photograph. no, I have. To, yeah, I have. That's right. And people were wondering was that real? But take yes. us take us through the the. Um, so the, the, so the this thing photograph
1: came out. They, obviously, they had these riots in Vancouver, and I think that the reason why they had the riots was. Typical Canucks, uh, one of the sports teams lost or something. It was hockey or so. <laughs> it's always like the same. Reason. The Rough Riders
2: lost to the Rough Riders.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so uh, a riot broke out, which of course, uh, they, of course, you have a riot because your team lost. And this photograph was taken from an unusual angle, blah, blah, blah. And it shows a young boy and girl lying on the ground kissing each other. And of course, it became a headline on not just the internet, but on major papers uh, uh, about these riots in Vancouver. And then it all started with people saying it's faked, it's been faked, because it was just too perfect uh, a photograph. And the photographer came back out and said, guys, look, you know, I just took the photograph. I'm not a part of any conspiracy. And he came out and said that, no, I, I you know, I just took the picture. I've got a couple of others of them on the ground as well. So you can sort of see that it's, uh, they didn't sort of just rush in there. But then just recently they've found video footage showing them being overrun by the riot police and, and him protecting the girl from being hit and then the police moving on and then that is when they kiss so it looks like it's absolutely legit so it was just a whole it was timing wasn't it it was timing that the guy got the photo but it's actually a pretty impressive story that this guy was protecting his girl yeah. from the police hitting her and and managed to sort of you know keep them away from her and then them sort of having that moment of oh we we got through this in one piece and you know, he just happened, the, the photographer just happened to be there when he when he gave her a kiss.
0: How do we go on to this? I forgot. Oh, because oh, <laughs> that's right, fake. Viral. <laughs> viral, yeah, viral vir- Fake
1: and viral. Fake but and that's viral. Another good example of where it looks like this is uh, completely legit and it's just absolutely gone viral,
0: including
1: yeah. people using it as a meme by grabbing the, the couple and putting them in different locations. Oh, that
0: had to happen. Places. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right, that,
1: that people are, are, that's one of the other powerful things about the web is how people grab what someone else has done and then they've, and they've just run with it and there's all these other people doing that. Like that YouTube video of the two children and the little boy says, Tommy bit my finger or something. And there is just a ton now on YouTube of people taking the mickey out of that video.
0: No, I haven't seen that one, but I have... Oh, the, the that's one
1: another th- amazing th- one. It's just this, this, this person's filmed their the children... And, the, and there's a younger boy on the other boy's lap and he's got his hand near the baby's mouth and then the baby bites his finger and he's sort of going, yeah, I forget what the wording is, but, you know, Tommy bit my finger in a really sort of weird accent. And of course, it's just gone absolutely nuts and viral with people taking the piss out of it all over the place. So it's just one of those amazing things where, uh, yes, it was just a funny video, but now it's just become this bigger than Ben Hur because people have been taking the piss out of it. David, after remix, reminds
2: uh, rings a bell as well. Mm. Yeah, that remix culture is 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 kind of cool about about the internet in general. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it is. It, it shows you that openness, the the sharing, the collaboration. I, I think it's very yeah. cool. Yep,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, now, I did promise last week that we wouldn't talk about lolsec and hacking and all that sort of stuff, because we've done it to I death for the praying. last three weeks. I was praying. I know, but I had to, to do one story, and let, let's make it a very, very quick one. In fact, maybe it'll just be this one sentence. Apparently, Z- lolsec is disbanding. Bye-bye. Yeah, they said... Uh, <laughs> Our plan- Let me just read you a little bit. Our planned 50-day cruise has expired and we must now sail into the distance, leaving behind, we hope, inspiration, fear, denial, happiness, approval, disapproval, mockery, embarrassment, thoughtfulness, jealousy, hate, even love. If anything, we hope we had a microscopic impact on someone somewhere. And that's their sort of uh, parting message. Saying it's I a- think
2: they started something.
1: I think you're fueling the fire too, uh, Edwin by uh, by commenting on them. <laughs> <laughs> what you think they're going to come this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't say anything negative, can you? Because next thing, all your no, podcasts but will be
2: white. They've gone. <laughs> yeah. They've they've disbanded. We're yes, safe. We can say they anything. They still exist. Oh they yeah, still true. We can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, the the other thing I want to talk about was Tau Day. Now, this is a bit of a geeky one. But I totally no,
2: geeky. I had a bit but, of a giggle when I read this. But I make
0: no apology because, you know, we the audience is has a bit of a geek skew. And what it is is you know pie, right? And I'm not talking about mince pies or fruit pies and and so on. I'm talking about pie as in three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine three two three eight four six. Which is Oh thank is, God you stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that's from memory, 20 decimal places. Could have
2: kept going forever
0: and ever. I am showing off, but I, I wasn't reading that, but it's just stuck in my head since he, since I was a kid. Anyway, pi, uh, 3.14. Now, that's the ratio of the circumference of a circle to its diameter. Hmm. But what a lot of people are pushing for, well, a small, I guess, minority of people are pushing for is a different constant, a very slightly different, called tau. And that is actually uh, twice pi, so 6.28 something and the reason being that in mathematics it's it's more useful to think of a circle as being defined by its radius rather than by its diameter. And if you think about it, if you're going to draw a circle, you do exactly that. You, you, you define a radius and do the circle based on that. So, you know, people are pushing for this tau day saying that we should be talking about tau. We should have tau in mathematical formulae and not pi. Do you guys even care about this or...? <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna go nowhere.
2: I think there's room for both. You're never I, gonna that, get rid of pi. That's a pie. very
1: middle of the road comment, Alec.
2: <laughs> you're never, you're never gonna get rid of pi. It's never that's gonna right. happen. But, but that's right. I, I think enough people will, will see the advantage in uh, the, the tau constant and adopt it in math, and it'll, it'll start to dominate. And hopefully, one day in the distant future, it, it will be the, uh, the de facto, not pi.
0: As geeky as this may seem, I actually thought about this myself some years ago. Of course, I didn't know that the the uh, the constant had a name, tau, but I always thought it makes more sense to have, you know, think about pi as two pi, and, and you know, if you do mathematics and if or if you've you know if you've done a lot of you know the hardcore mathematics in your in your time, you'll know that. You often get two pi appear in in formulas, and to me, it makes no sense to have sort of two pi this two pi that all the time. And uh, if you had one constant called tau, it makes more sense. I think it I is. think it's just
1: a conspiracy theory that people don't like the fact that uh, that pi the end of pi has not been found yet, so they're sort of uh,
2: <laughs> trying to to, to to put an artificial limit as a time. Yeah, that's
1: correct. <laughs> that,
2: well, damn it, we'll never the end find of pi the, is uh, a date, not a number. That, <laughs>
0: And speaking of which, that date was actually June the 20th, which is why the story's in the news. 28th of June is Tau Day. There you go. There there you go. And that's Tau. So let's talk about this indestructible botnet named TTL4. Alec, what is this? Just uh, yet another one of these botnets, or is this a bit different this time?
2: I think this is a bit different. There's a couple of things that actually uh, this botnet actually does. That, that are slightly different from other botnets. The first thing is it, it, it uses peer-to-peer as as its control mechanism rather than just a, a, a central uh, control server. So that is is a particularly powerful sort of defense mechanism for it. It uses a rootkit to actually install itself on the master boot record. So most antivirus software can't find it. And finally, it... Uses anti. It has its own antivirus, so it actually prevents other botnets and other malware from getting on that machine. So it completely slaves that hardware to the the botnet. I, th- I think this is dangerous.
0: So this would presumably also detect attempts from antivirus companies to to thwart to it. To detect it, yeah, to detect yes, it. Yes, mm.
2: absolutely, absolutely. So it's got its own heuristics, so it can detect both other viruses and malware, but also antivirus and defeat it.
0: This is a particularly nasty piece of work. In fact, it's it's pretty much as human as you can get a botnet these days. or so, well, at least so far. As it, human, yeah, did it's, you say? As human.
1: Well, I wouldn't call it human, but it's... um In,
0: in, in what way? No, yeah. in terms of inter-
1: it still needs to be controlled by a human. It, it can't sit mm. there and do its own thing. No,
0: sure. But uh, I was meaning in terms of the... Dare I say, the AI, the artificial intelligence, if you like, it's not really that, but it's advanced heuristics, if you like, in, in trying to avoid being detected. So
1: so I don't think it's doing that. I think that they've just built in the ability for it because it is is at such a low level in the operating system of a computer, which... Antivirus systems still do not have access to wholly and solely today because it's something that the operating system really needs to be uh, good at protecting. The interesting thing with this is that they cannot cut the head off the snake by going after one computer
2: that is exactly. the control. They can't take it down. Yeah. So, so, so the, the the FBI or the CIA by seizing a a, a computer via a, a a raid or whatever isn't going to take down this botnet.
0: No, yeah, and, that's right. And you right. can't, you so, can't so, just, just cancel a hundred or so domain names either, because that won't work. Because there are none. No, but
1: I, I don't yeah. understand why it's gone on this long. Because I mean, I don't. Again, I, can, I can't see why they can't just. There's been other rootkit viruses like this in the past where they've been able to uh, fix it. So it's interesting that they're um, they're saying that it is so difficult to remove.
0: But if you can find a mechanism to remove it on a individual computer, could you not inject that by Mimicking a a a control, uh, you know, a control system via the P2P network. Like, how does it know? Do do, do you know what I'm saying? Like over the P2P network, how does it know whether? Well, I don't. I don't think it's using a peer-to-peer
1: network that exists. I think it is using its own peer-to-peer technology. Well, that
2: should be even easier then. It's its own peer-to-peer network. Yeah, uses its own protocols,
0: and it's encrypted too, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So nasty. It, it's almost impossible to actually detect what that traffic is, even if there is traffic.
0: Yeah, that's nasty.
2: So I just thought this was something that people should be aware of.
0: Well, you know, maybe Microsoft to the rescue, they killed that last one.
2: Yeah, and, and their uh, rootkit tool for detecting rootkits is going to become more and more important, I think.
0: That's
1: right, and I think that's the key here is, is how the um, I mean, uh, and again, this this comes down to the operating system that you're running on that you want to make you want to have a company that can react quickly to these things and and then bring out fixes, but uh, or a Macintosh. Again, <laughs> yes, hide in a niche market. Yes,
2: that's that's the gone, other way to gone go. Gone of those days. Gone are those days. I'm sorry, niche market.
0: Actually, well, you're both right. Uh, yeah, okay. I take your po- I take your point, Shane. But also, Alec. Uh, yeah, the Mac's not certainly not not virus free. That's true. Well, no, no And, yes.
2: and the, the the number of the number of unprotected, in air quotes, Macintoshes is pretty much on par with the number of unprotected Windows machines now. So, Windows is no longer the low hanging fruit. Ma- the Macintosh is is sort of brought itself up to to becoming an attractive target now.
1: Yeah, um, the market anti-notice. share is still low, but you're right, people are. It's starting to become it, as soon. I mean, as soon as it becomes a, a uh, something on the radar where people believe that they can get that, per- it's a percentages game with hacking. that's right, yeah, and,
2: Cri- and critical mass. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: All right, and that's pretty much the show. Episode one, two, three. How was that? There you go. One, two, three. Love it! Yay! Shane from Mobile Monday Sydney. Thank you very much for joining us on the show, and thank you also for taking us right through the Google Plus thing. That was uh, much appreciated.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much, Edwin, and, and thank you, Alec.
0: No, that was that was a good walkthrough. Thanks. Absolutely. So, Alec, thank you also for joining us as usual. Oh, I it was it was fun as always. I'll let you two Australians go and I'll disappear as well and that is episode 123. You've been listening to the Longest Running Tick podcast in New Zealand. See you again next week. Till then, bye bye. See ya. Thanks guys.